Platformers Folly, a Static Airwaves production. Arietti. Soft grass tickling between your toes. A smell of garden after rain. The taste of a burger fresh from the barbecue, topped with that plastic cheese, onions, and garlic mayo. Netflix. Mum changed the subject when I asked her what she missed the most, and Dad. Well, he didn't really say anything. He stared blankly at the dull plastic mobile hanging above my head, flopping about with the movement of the boat. We made it from old Coke and Fanta bottles during the first week. I think it was the second week we decided to paint murals in the cabin. I got to do the bit above the bench on the starboard side because that's my bed. I'd painted fish and whales and dolphins because... Well, we're on a boat, and that makes sense when you're nine. Looks like crappy cave paintings. Especially after two years of picking flecks away with my fingernails. Dad was smart. He painted a big, bright green tree on the port side that stretched above the dining area. And then let me and Mum paint different coloured beds in it. <laughs> Mum had tried to paint a lion for Penny, but it kind of looked like a weird dog. The purple flower she'd done in the forward bath looked okay, though. The fiberglass hull slept hard on the water. The boat rolling slightly to port before correcting to starboard. A bit screwed up when you think about it. We were making mobiles and painting the boat while the world burned and... and screamed and ran and... What's wrong? Boat. I flip over and spring to my feet and pick Penny off the floor where she was playing. Taking her to Mum and Dad's forward berth as I hear Mum bring their radio into life. Shh, shh, we're going to play in here. I turn back to see Mum scanning the channels for a voice. Eyes wide, face pale, movements sharp. I close and lock the door and jump onto the bed. Check the forward hatch is locked and cover is clear plastic with a tarp that Mum had rigged to plunge the cabin into darkness. <laughs> shh, shh. Remember how to play? Well, we haven't played this game in a little while. We have to stay really, really quiet and still and wait for Mum to come give us hugs. Shh. That's right. Very, very quiet. And very important. If it's not Mum or Dad, we do not let them in. No. Mm. I wedge pen as far back into the berth as I can and feel for the sharpened boat hook on Dad's side of the berth. Mom. Shh. Shh. Now we'll get very crossed. Stay quiet. Stay away. 
Mum, I need you. Peter? Rabbit. There's the people? I don't know. Go to Dad quick. Penny? You stay there, hun. Dad? Take the wheel. Dad's giant hands release the metal wheel to my small but nimble grip. It's normally one of those few thrills. Feeling the weight of the boat riding the water and the power of the wind in her sails. Pride in the responsibility of controlling our floating world. But today it leaves me numb. Don't fall off the wind. The keeper on beam. I am. Dad stands at the rail, binoculars raised. I follow his gaze. A good way out of the port bow, bobbing aimlessly amongst the waves. I can see the light bouncing off something white. Another boat. I feel sick. My eyes look into the sail as I grip the wheel so tightly it hurts. Mum steps out onto the deck with a canister of flares and kitchen knives. Should I get the boat hook? Stay on the wheel. Seen anyone? No. I don't recognise her. Let me have another look. It was a time seeing another boat was exciting. A mixed feeling of joy and hope and sadness at seeing others. Mum or Dad exchanging news on the radio. Me and Pen waving ribbons. Sometimes at the other kids holding up hello or ahoy signs. And on very, very rare occasions, after a long talk on the radio, Mum would bring the boat close to them, and Dad would toss a trade onto their deck and they won back. Usually something dull for the boat. But we'd never tie up to another boat. Never. No one ever did that. You kept your distance. And then the mood changed. And people changed. Her sail's down. She's listing as well, do you see? They're not chasing us? No. She's dead in the water. Did you switch on the radar? Clear. You're sure? Positive. I don't like it. Why would anyone abandon a boat? I agree. But this is an opportunity. I think we should get closer. Give me the wheel. Ari, keep your eyes on the radar screen. You see anything, you say immediately. La Luna. Yes. What's La Luna? Oi, eyes on the screen. She's definitely heavy on the bottom. It was real rough a few nights back. Um, maybe they got caught out. Pen's crying. Screen. Penny's crying. <sighs> All right, Pen, hon. I'll be with you in a moment. I'm just here. Blast the horn. I'm going to watch her deck, see if anyone appears. Anyone? No. Her deck doesn't look too bad. Are you sure about this? No. What if... Mum lets the word hang heavy. The nightmare in everyone's head. So it's not why we don't stop anymore. I let my eyes start up for a moment. To the white sailboat. A sleek, futuristic-looking thing. Probably only a few years old. Unlike ours, which is from the late 80s. Some days I'd fantasise about us finding an abandoned boat that was better than ours. One that had belonged to a billionaire or a film star and we'd go and live on it. Towing our old one so I could have it when I wanted space. But I look at the abandoned boat and I get the shivers. Dark feeling it's bringing something bad. I want to run. 
You said we'd done a stuff for both of I am watching the screen, but you both said... This is different. Why? What's Lelina? Not right now. I will tell you, but this is one of those really dangerous moments, so just do as we say, okay? We circle her, viewing it from every angle. See, the name is Calypso. Dad and Mum steadily bringing us closer and closer as I watch the empty screen. Penny's crying is drilling into me, putting me on edge. And they spark in the cell and we stop. We never stop. I can't stand it. Jack, I'm going to have to go and sort her. Okay. Dad, we're not tying up to her, are we? No. I think, I think we should leave it alone. Dad? But don't worry. Don't treat me like an idiot. We need things that boat may have. Don't go. I must. No. Please, there's, a, there's something wrong with it. Hey, they can't get out here, yeah? But what if there's people? That's why we took so long to look. But what if they're hiding? People are not the same. They've gone weird. We always run from other boats. We always run. Ariette, the world is, is full of horrible nightmares. And sometimes we run... And that's okay. But other times we have to face what scares us. And fear is good. It tells us there's danger. But the trick is not to let it rule you. Sometimes we need to have courage. Is that from a film? I genuinely can't remember. You nicked that from somewhere, didn't you? Don't ruin the moment. Jack, take Pen. I'm going to have to bring her out. Really? I don't have much choice. She's in a state. Come here, short stuff. You're so loud. Clip her tether on. I've got your gloves and a face mask. Thanks. I'll start blowing up the canoe. Ari, you stay there. Do not move. keeps her eyes firmly on Dad. He paddles steadily towards Calypso in the inflatable canoe we use on hot calm day. Moments of fun, now overshadowed by the dark tinted glass in Calypso's windows, watching back. Calypso wasn't much bigger than our boat, four miles fully, but her edges were more angular. Her deck looked like wood instead of the dull grey anti-slip on her own. Hull and sail crisp and white, with a wheel on her starboard and port side in the cockpit. Any other time, I would have been jealous of her. That made me feel guilty. Sick. I swallow hard. He said, don't let her see anything. What? Dad said, don't let Penn see anything. What is there she shouldn't see? Nothing. You're lying. Dad says that when bad stuff's happening. He said that when we went to the marina, went the car. He told me not to look. Oi, concentrate on the scope. That's why I'm looking at this, so I don't see something. You're looking at it to keep us safe, understand? Now shut up. Dad's almost at the boat. I chose a glance to see Dad by the starboard side of Calypso. The side that was the lowest in water. He reaches up to get a line secure. 
I looked at Calypso's cockpit, barely breathing. So terrified something will come running out. I look back at the screen and then to Mum. Her hands are white with a grip on the rocket flare. She's shaking. I look back to the screen and then to Dad as he hauls himself over Calypso's rail, landing awkwardly hard. Everyone freezes. Nothing. Nothing appears from Calypso. But I can't stop my hands from shaking. I feel like I'm gonna throw up. I don't want to be here. I want to run. I want Dad. We don't stop for boats. Dad cautiously moves towards the hatch in the cockpit, crouching down and weaving to see as much as he can. A large kitchen knife in his hand. takes a sensitive step inside and then disappears from you. Scopes? Nothing. Do you think another boat will come? Shh. Watch the radar. <sighs> Do you know how to set the mainsail? By yourself? Ari? Yeah. If I... Oh, no, I can't. How long's he been down there? Is there anything on the scope? No. Come on. Please. Please. He's there. He's... Take Penny below. What's wrong? Go to our cabin. No. Do as I say. Is he coming back? Hurry! Jack? Stop there, Jack. Jack! Don't come any closer. Jack! I jump to the thin window and press my face against it. I see the trail of red and orange smoke dispersing. See Dad frozen in the canoe. I need you to talk to me. Please. I can't let you back on until you say something. It is me. What's wrong? Were there... Nothing. Was it people? Jack! Jack! I need you to talk to me! Why have you come back? No, we should go. C can you tell me why? Not now. Okay. Why is your face mask I'll on? I'll tell you in a minute. You need to tell me now. I don't want the kids to hear. It's the kids I'm thinking of! You're scaring me. You're acting weird. I need to know it's you. I want it to be you. It is me, Sam. Has Dad told you what happened yet? Yes. Is it bad? <sighs> yes. It must have been really bad. What? You're opening a tin. You only do that for special days or all the really bad ones. Come here. 
I need a hug. I'm sorry for how things are. Me too. Is Dad going to be okay? Just needs a bit of space. Are we going to be okay? Mum? Tomorrow's another day. Although I'm getting really tired of sun-dried fish. Boiled. That's a luxury now. What if the battery breaks completely? And to love dried fish? I'm serious. Well, then we'll figure something out. Don't we always? Don't treat me like an idiot. We're not. Then why won't you tell me what's going on? We're on a boat, trying to stay alive. I'm serious. So am I. <sighs> I can't talk to you. Do not bother Dad. I don't bother him. You treat me like I don't know anything, like I'm pen. Stop shouting. And who's going to hear? Oi! Don't get smart. Well, I am smart. I want to help. I want to be involved. I, I want to feel like I'm doing something. Not just being pushed to the side or in the way. What if I said you're in the way? You're always saying you're busy or go below or take pen every time anything happens. That is helping. Why can't I help decide things? Why can't I know what happened on that <sighs> other boat? Ari, can you just stop, all right? Everyone's tired. No one's in the mood. Just give it a break, yeah? Would you really have killed Dad? I think... Um... I think you should go see if Dad needs help. What's the noise about? Nothing. So what's for dinner? It's not funny. <laughs> Is this forever? Just the four of us? But things are pretty screwed up. But things have been screwed up before. The world always writes itself eventually. I'm never this screwed up. I saw them when we left. You told us not to look, but I did. I, I, I saw what they were doing. I, I saw. Why didn't you say? I, I don't know. But I think about it all the time. <laughs> Me too. How can a virus make people do that? Don't think. I don't know. But we're safe here. They can't get us out of here. We're not, though, are we? We need to be careful. Of the uninfected? Yes, when people are desperate, they do desperate things. Sometimes very bad things. Steal our stuff? Yeah. Were you going to steal from that boat? There are very bad people who will hurt us if they catch us. They will not care that your children or we're uninfected. They only care about themselves and what they can take. 
Do you know what empathy is? Well, sort of. It's when you sympathize with another's feelings and show mercy. And they have none. They will not care how you feel, that they're hurting you. They will kill us if they catch us. But we are nothing like them. We only take what others have left. But you barely took anything. Does that mean there was someone on that boat? It's getting dark fast. We should eat quick before lights out. I could take the night shift, you know. It's less fun than it sounds. Don't mind. Not tonight. But I tell you what, you can stay up with me tomorrow and we'll do a shift together. Deal. All right. Go get food and take it easy on your ma. She's all we got. I really miss Peter. Oh my God. A deep pan stuffed crust with garlic bread. Mm. I'm sorry, but it is what I miss most. And trees. Technically, we do sort of still see trees, though only when the weather's really, really bad and we need to shelter the boat. On those days, Mum and Dad will both stay on deck for however long it takes, usually in a foul mood when they come back below, and I'm forced to stay in the forward cabin to babysit Pen with the door locked. Those days, the boat really feels like a coffin. They get really, really angry if I come out. Dad caught me once looking out the window, through the gloom at the shoreline. I couldn't see anything but the distant white of the waves crashing against the cliffs. Dad doesn't shout very often, but when he does. Otherwise, we stay right out in what they refer to as the sweet spot. Far enough not to see land or be seen, but not too far as to be in the worst of the ocean swells. Rain. Sam, get the top. Harry, jib sheet. Oh, wait, wait. Let me bring her over to slacken. Okay. Furling line released. Right, let's go. Rain is an event. The Genoa sail hurriedly fell to make room on the bow. We use everything we can to collect the fresh water for the town. Every drop is precious. Pull it tighter. Bit more. Now tie it off! It was Mum who came up with the idea for the various water traps. We did have a water maker on the boat, but, um, well, there was a lot of screaming and crying that day. The former was never meant to stay out as long as she has. But, right now, we had a good rain, and, and winning at anything out here feels amazing. It makes you feel like what I guess feeling drunk would be like. <laughs> we stand there, sopping wet, crazy and giddy. <laughs> it sounds nuts. And to an outsider in normal times, it would seem cheesy and gimmicky. But you have no idea. You just don't understand. And I shout madly into the dark to be heard, to make the world know I exist, daring it to shout back. shouted back.
Arietti was played by Tina Marchitalo. Sam was played by Sally Walker-Taylor. Jack was played by Johnny Dispenner. Penny was played by Eva Stacy. Producer, Lizeth Ramirez. Episode written and directed by Matt Stacy. Production coordinator, Becky Stacy. Music by Samar Benapal. This was a Static Airwaves production.